0: more importantly not only is it just to have, good to have that whiteboard but we also i also have an agenda that i work through as well too and so these agendas that i work on in here is what ties very closely to what's behind me
1: you're listening to the right club podcast where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live come grow with us and join our community at the and now your hosts Sarah larby and alfonso Salemi. Welcome, Sarah. We're back for another Mind Estate segment. I know. I'm so excited to
2: be here. And welcome back, Right Club Nation. We are excited. We are doing another Mind Estate segment with a really successful investor, a.k.a. now retired investor. So investing, but retired his job and now is doing his passion and and working also as a realtor. And he's got so many other great things that you guys will hear about. But the really cool thing is when you're investing in real estate, you're doing it because you want to eventually have that freedom. And so we're going to be talking to Gary Hibbard, who has created that freedom for himself and his family. But before we
1: get into that, Laurel, what's new with you? Oh, um, well, we're just working really hard here at the, at the Wright Club, and we are so excited about the, our online community by this time. Uh, as you're listening to this, this will be up and out there, and we really hope that if you haven't joined us um, that you will. All you have to do is go to therightclub.com and fill in your profile, and you're a member. Right, Sarah? It's that simple.
2: It is, it is. I'm actually really excited. We've been working long and hard to bring you a whole online community with lots of different ways that you can connect to other investors, to other people that you're going to want on your team to get that team of experts, but also potentially find some JV partners, some money lenders, some off-market properties. I mean, this is going to be awesome. Super excited. If you guys can take a quick look, let us know what you think. And also if you can rate and review our podcast and let us know what you think that's also greatly appreciated. But with that said, guys, I'm i uh, I'm super excited. We've got a great winter and spring lineup of wonderful events as well. If you're live in the Burlington area and you have not come out yet, come out, send us an email. We'll get you in for free for your first time complimentary. Send us an email at Sarah at the right or Laurel at rightclub.com. and if you are a returning member and a returning listener thank you because without you we would not be here so it's really awesome to have you guys but with uh with that said laurel you
1: uh you want to bring us into gary's interview well i am really um excited to to have you guys here gary he's he's just such a nice guy and he um you can tell that he's he's very caring that he's he's passionate about what he's done, but he's more, more importantly than that. I think he's, Gary's passionate about his life. And for him, real estate has been about creating the life he wants. So when he talks about mini retirements, I think people are going to like sit up and take notice because nobody wants to work all the time. And we certainly don't get up in the morning because we have to go to work. We get up to go to work so that we can do the things we want. And that's what Gary talks about.
2: Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's do it. Let's uh, go to our interview. All right, here we go. Gary, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: I am great. Thank you guys very much for having me uh, on. I'm looking forward to this.
2: Yeah, me too. And last time that you were actually, I believe it was either I was on your podcast or you were on my podcast. Mm-hmm. And you brought up the concept of mini retirements. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like the smartest, most interesting <laughs> thing ever. And you have to come on and talk about it. Um, before we do that, I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Laurel Simmons. Hey, Laurel, how are you? Great, Sarah.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing what Gary has to say about mini retirement and all of that kind of stuff. Because who wants to wait till you're like 75 and dead?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and so, yeah, where did I come up with the concept? So back when I was getting ready to start Smart Home Choice, because I was just tired of my nine to five job and I needed a better way to, to secure my financial freedom when we started smart home choice and our kids were much younger than i think they were maybe like around 5 and, and 9 or something like that but i knew that it was going to take a lot of time away from them so what i did was i went out and i and i bought this uh, this bristol board okay and so what i did was i i wrote smart home choice in the middle okay and i said listen guys and i actually sat right here in this in this office here mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, listen, we're starting this company and we're going to try and help people and we're going to help ourselves. And it's all about real estate investment. So what do you guys want to see from this? And so we drew an arrow from each of them in another little bubble. And they said, okay, well, we want to we help a million people. Like, all right, cool. What else? We want $10,000 coming in a month. That's it? Now, how about 30? Okay, cool. And so we kept on doing all this. They wanted a mascot. And, and so it was fun for them because they felt like they were part of the business. And then we said, well, how much vacation do you guys want a year? And they said, we want two months. And I said, how about four months? They said, yeah, let's do four months. And so that's where it really all started back around 2009, 2010. And so what we've done pretty much ever since was in July and August, we actually shut down Smart from Choice and then right now we're in another hiatus, which is December and January. And so now that allows us to, to take a break, refocus our energies, see where we want to take our business and then take vacation. And so, like I said, I just came back from um, from Puerto Carmen. It was great. Right. And I'm going to Spain in January with my daughter. And then me and my wife are going away in the uh, end of January. So it allows us to do that.
2: That's awesome. That's I mean, that's a concept. I I feel like that's also in the four hour work week, but you're probably the one of the only people that I know that actually takes the concept and, and runs with it and lives with it and makes it successful because you've got a busy life. Like you're a realtor, you're hosting podcasts, you're doing so many other things. You've got, you know, an investment group as well that you uh, you educate on a monthly basis.
0: Right.
2: How do you, go away for like four months and it's not at a time. I think you, you do little vacations, but how do you manage everything like that?
0: Well, I think the the most important thing that you got to do is you got to put processes in place. If you don't put processes in place and systems in place, things will fall apart. Um, I think they say that even the smartest person without a plan will fail. And so for me, I said, okay, listen, if if I'm going to do this, I need to make sure that I have a plan. And one of my early mentors, he actually, when he sat down with me, he goes, so what's your plan? And I go, "Eh, I don't know. You know, I'm trying to do the smartphone choice thing. And he looked at me and he goes, you're 35 years old and you don't have a plan. Do you know how ridiculous that when I heard it, I'm like, that sounds so ridiculous. But I was also upset that he said that to me. But then the next day, it really sunk in. I'm like, I don't have a plan. And so if you take a look in the back, that's my, my whiteboard. And so me and my wife, we design our life. Every single year and, and around this time, we'll take a look at what we've accomplished. We'll, we'll you know, put check marks beside it. We take a picture of it. We'll file it down in our filing cabinet, put all our goals again, whether it's business and, or personal, and then we design or, or plan our life out throughout the whole entire year based on what we've written down. So we design it and then we put systems in place and processes in place.
2: Very cool. How do you do it with two kids? Like, do they leave school and do you homeschool them? Or are they, you know, like, how old are they now? And are they able to leave for that time period?
0: Yeah, well, my daughter's 18 and my son's 22. So (laughs) they're, they are much older now. So it it definitely, it definitely does help. But I mean, in in the beginning, again, like I said, you know, they knew that it was taking time away from them. They understood that. But they knew that once you know july and august hit it was time for us to spend more time together to go to wonderland to uh, take trips or just to hang out and watch movies or whatever it may be right <clears throat> so the, i think i think again it comes down to you know designing that life and anybody can design it right it's just you got to actually put you know paper to pen right
1: one of the things that strikes me gary when i listen to you is that when you talk about going away and, and spending time away But I think that there's a deeper level to that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but for those of us who have busy lives and who run businesses, and I don't care whether, you know, whether you have a business or you have a, you know, you have a job or whatever, we all need time to replenish and re-energize, correct?
0: Correct. Absolutely. You need to. And and not only that, you also need to be able to refocus to find out whether or not you're actually still on track. So even though like, again, like that whiteboard, this is an important piece here as well too. So even though in December we write down everything that we want going into the next year, come halfway uh, through the year, we will actually revisit it, which is called kind of like your mid course correction. And so let's say for example, you're going to sail to England and you set your sails, get everything all set up halfway through at least midpoint, the winds are going to change. You're going to get some waves, so you've got to readjust and, and reset those sails. And 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 so we're always kind of keeping an eye on that. But more importantly, not only is it just to have, good to have that whiteboard, but we also I also have an agenda that I work through as well too. And so these this agenda that I work on in here is what ties very closely to what's behind me. And so I always try to tell people that. The best way to look at a whiteboard is very similar to going into a restaurant and you look at your menu and you say, hey, look, I want the steak and the potatoes and the carrots or whatever it may be. What is the likelihood of your food coming back to you? Like it's it's pretty high. That's the exact same thing with that right behind me. It's like placing your order to the universe. And so, you know, I think in the beginning, it, it can be a little bit difficult um, but I think you just, you, you got to stick with it. And I, and I don't know how it works. I don't need to know how it works. I just know that it does work. 100%. Because I remember, here's when it really hit me, was I remember in 2011, I wrote down that I wanted four investment properties and I had no idea where I was going to get the money from. And at the end of the year, I had four investment properties. And then I was like, oh, I get it. It has nothing to do with money. People That's think it has, yeah, it has to do with learning how to attract money. So once I became attractive, not, I'm not physically attractive, but once I became attractive, meaning that people saw what I was able to do, then the money came to me.
1: Yeah, you're talking about what I, and what I call and what I've learned from others is it's worrying about the cursed hows. The how doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right. at all because the right. hows, you'll figure it out. So you can spend, you can spend day, hours, days, weeks, months Right. How, but if you don't know the what and the why, the how doesn't matter, right?
0: The why is super important. Super, super important.
1: So how much time do you spend working on your why then?
0: I spend, I would say like, th- like uh, throughout the year. I put, I put a lot of time into it. I mean, I see my why's all the time, which is my wife and my, and my kids. And so, you know, I'm, I'm always seeing it every single day. Right. A- again, I go back to the whiteboard, right? And so I put my whys up there. I remember when I first bought my first two investment properties, I was like, man, how am I going to do this? I just really didn't have the money. And so when I heard the concept, make sure that you have a very strong why. So for the very first investment property, I put my, my son's name. I said, this is for my son's education. So then now if I don't get that investment property, I am now failing my son's education. So then there's no way you can stop me. And so for the second property, that was for my daughter's education. So again, that why is so super strong.
2: Absolutely. Are you able to share some of the things that are on there right now for this year? I mean, nothing too personal, but are you able to share a couple of things that you put on there and how detailed they are?
0: Yeah. So on the business side, I mean, I wrote down that I wanted a, uh, <clears throat> a podcast room. And so we were actually looking to to move. And then, I don't know if you guys know this or not, I think I might have talked to you, but anyways, um, a a brokerage approached me and said, hey, uh, we see what you're doing. We would really like to have your investment company be a part of our brokerage. How would you like to be a part owner? And so now I'm also a part owner of a brokerage, um, which is the first brokerage that actually has an investment arm in it, where now not only am I training real estate investors, but I'm also training realtors on the importance of real estate investing so that they can now turn around and help their clients and so it now it goes to that that big concept of help as many people get what they want and you can have every and anything you want which is Jim Rohn so that was one of them and so I didn't end up having to move because now I have a podcast room in uh, that brokerage which I'm currently working on and getting that all set up so hopefully you guys will see that next year I write down, you know, how many members that I want to get for for the year for Smart Home Choice. Uh, On the personal side, I write down how many vacations we're taking. I write down, uh, you know, what type of car that I want to drive. Uh, You know, so every and anything that I want, I'm I'm, I'm putting it on there. And I actually, if you can see, there's a line right in the middle. So I actually do separate it from business and, and, and personal.
1: And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors.
0: Hey, Right Club Nation, just wanted to stop the
2: podcast really quickly to introduce you to this week's sponsor, Dylan Souter of Elevation Realty. Dylan and his team have been a longtime supporter of the Right Club and now the Right Club podcast. Dylan and his team have been personally helping me find a property in the Hamilton area. And I know for a fact he's helped many Right Club Nation members find their investment property. Dylan, take it away.
0: Thank you so much, Alfonso. Proud supporter and sponsor, if not just the Right Club, and Right Club Podcast, also JED Properties and everything you guys all do in your end. So thank you so much for having me on here. Myself, I'm an investor and an agent. I have a team of five
1: that work with Keller Williams, all investors, and we service the Hamilton, Halton, and Niagara region, both
0: residential and investment-based properties. Just want to leave the podcast with a quick tip for the month. Tip of the month will be winter months bring opportunity to negotiate better prices and extremely favorable terms. If you want the best negotiator in your corner for investment properties or residential real estate, give us a call at 905-592-4220. You can check us out at all the Right Club events. Email us at info at elevationrealty.ca. Check us out online at elevationrealty.ca, and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Back to you, Alfonso.
2: All right. And like Dylan said, if you haven't met him or anybody on his team, definitely check out the next Right Club event. They're there every event. Thank you so much for your support, Dylan. Now, back to the podcast.
1: And now back to the show.
2: Now, do you do these for the year? Or do, you, do you set up like five years, 10 years down the road? Or is it more immediate 12
0: months out? It's 12 months. It's 12 months out. And uh, now for the five-year goals, I, I will put that in like, say, like maybe like a journal or agenda. But it's not something that I look at all the time. Because for me, I think it's just a little sometimes. I think daunting when you t- start taking a look at that five-year goal. So I'm more focused on on that one year. Because again, you know, people are like, oh, well, I want to retire in you know in, in five years or ten years. But I think as long as you're doing what you love, then you never have to retire.
1: Yeah, you know, that,
0: that that's that, that's what I believe. And so for me, I I hate going to bed and I love waking up. And so then that means for me, it's always like a race against time. Like, oh my god, I only got like. You know, an hour left, right? And I got, I got to get all this stuff that I need to get done, and so it's uh, that, That's when you know you're living your dream, right?
1: I, I think that I mean one of the things that I really resonate with this whole concept of of retirement. Maybe for our parents and our parents' generation and and their parents, retirement mm-hmm. life was a lot different then, right? It, um, it was. Uh, You retired at the age of 65, and life expectancy wasn't that long. So you knew that by the time you were 70 or 75, you weren't around. But that's not what it is anymore. So a lot of people have no intention of retiring.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just a different concept now, right? I think we live in a different world. We live in this world where everything is 724. I mean, remember there was a time where you would have like a Sunday off? Like nothing was open, (laughs) you know, but, but you live in a world now where everything is open you know, you got cyber sales going on and you can buy every and anything you want at any, at any time. And and we've got so much more information that's coming in from like, I mean, I look at my phone, I got stuff coming in from text messages and messenger and Instagram and Facebook. And so with all that bombardment of information, you need to take more breaks. I, I really think so. I think people, you know, if not, you, you're going to get burnt down, especially if you're doing something that you don't love.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I right. mean, it, you know, it's interesting though. So like, what would you say the, the mini retirements look like? Like, Give me an example of what you're going to do next year as an example and how you take those mini retirements, how long, what you do, how you shut it off and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. So so for next year now, like, I mean, I'm in it right now and we're not going to start back up again until really February. But during that time, yes, I'm, I'm taking vacations. Yes, I'm relaxing. Yes, Netflix does come back on again. Um, and, uh, but we're also planning as well, too. So it's not all, you know, like, I, it's not like I was, as if I'm not working at all, but it is definitely more of a, a, a light workload. And how I'm able to do that for myself is also too. don't forget, I've got, I have a team. So you know, we, we do work with lots of investors. And so those investors are still going on and looking at homes, but I'm, I'm I'm using and utilizing the strength of my team as well, too. And so for me, I'm not working in my business. I'm doing more work on my business. And so in the beginning, is it easy to, to, to go ahead and start doing many retirements? No, you have to put those processes in place. So I've worked in the different you know, areas of my business from being the realtor and writing up the newsletters and getting things set up in, in uh, event, right. And so I've, I've done every aspect of my business so that now I understand it, that I can now start to farm this stuff out, um, by having an admin and other realtors and, um, different aspects of the business.
1: You know, what I think a lot of people say though, cause, cause I've heard this people say to me, um, well, I don't have, I don't have, I have the money, right. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good, but I don't have the money um, or I don't trust someone to, to do uh, what, what needs to be done. Like I have to do, I have to do everything because first of all, I can't afford it. And mm-hmm. I don't trust that somebody else will do it as well. So mm-hmm. like, what's your response to that?
0: There's only 24 hours in a day, so you can't do it all. So you, so you have to get comfortable with getting uncomfortable. See, the one thing that's always constant is change. And so you have to be able to embrace change. You have to be able to embrace uh, leveraging and using other people's. And, and, and look, it comes down to being able to leverage other people's strengths and, and, and to give your strength as well to creating that win-win. But you have to get uncomfortable. You have to. Um, that's the only way you're going to grow. Um, you can't, I mean, like, you know, what's the concept of like a, a caterpillar turned into a butterfly? I'm sure that's a very uncomfortable feeling but that's where the beauty is. That's where growth is. Right. And so what, um, when, when people get into that situation and let's say now they really do for sure, they're going to make mistakes for sure. They're going to have problems. 100% things are going to go wrong, but here's the best way to look at a problem. Every problem that you're given is a gift. And so you have to now learn what, am I supposed to learn from this particular problem? Because that's going to allow you and give you the tools that you need to open the next gift or problem, whatever you want to call it. But you're never going to be able to open the next one that's bigger if you don't learn this one here. And so when you take a look at, I remember I was talking to somebody about this, I, said, I remember when I was 16 years old and who knows what it was, I got in some kind of problem or I was talking to somebody and I was like, God, if you can just get me out of this problem, I swear I will always go to church. I will never, ever <laughs> I remember that feeling. But when you look back at it, that wasn't that big of a problem. It wasn't that big of an issue. And it was just giving you some new, um, some new tools that you can use. And so, you know, when you look at people that are very successful, they're just good at opening bigger gifts or, or sorry, bigger problems. And it gives them newer gifts.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's funny, even just as investors, you, you yourself, like what's a problem now is probably a much bigger problem. And if you had that problem in the beginning, it might've been like a catastrophe, right? Yes. Or a little tiny pro- like problem now would be a huge deal before. But I think it's just like you said, you just evolve and then you just get used to it. You open a bigger and bigger problem and then you just resolve it. But it is interesting to look back and say, when I first started, these were my problems. Now I'm like, meh, you know, like you could fix it within like a few yeah, phone calls nothing. for the majority of the things.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly, yes. and and then now you become skillful, where you can also start to help other people with those problems that you had in the beginning. Right? And sometimes
1: we look back at at the problems we used to have, and we chuckle and say, "Oh, geez, I wish I had those problems now." <laughs> yeah, because they're we've solved them over and over again, and we moved on to to other challenges. Because as you say, that's the way we grow. So but let's go back to some of the. Like you said that you, you, you set time and you, and you actually developed your your goals or what you wanted to do. So can you give us some of the actual mechanics? So think people will be interested in that. Like wh- what exactly do you do? How do you set up, like how much time do you set aside and how do you go through that? Pro- what process do you use to actually figure out what it is that, you know, you want to do over the next year?
0: Right. So you mean like, like what is a day-to-day or a week-to-week kind of...
1: Planning, like, how do you, how do you figure it out? Like what do you do? Do you sit with a whiteboard? Do you lock yourself up for two days? Do you, you cover the wall with sticky uh, post-it notes? Do you still what? ask your kids to just give you a bunch of answers and you put them down?
0: <laughs> yeah. So really what we do is we, we, again, I, I think we sit down. I got like another kind of whiteboard here. This is more like a high level overview of what's happening on a day-to-day basis with investors that we're working with, what, what agents are working with them. But here's what I do. We do the whiteboard, that's, that's the foundation, okay? The very next thing that I do, I guess I'll show this to you so you guys can see it. I think this might help you, and maybe for your viewers as well, too. So this is where I live in, this, my agenda. So if you take a look, I got my to-dos over here. I really don't care about the times. Then over here, I've got urgent, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, personal, and then urgent, okay? Now, the important thing with this, if you take a look, okay, see how everything's highlighted in there, okay? Highlights, when you, when you put your, your stuff down on paper and when you're highlighting, it, you know what a highlight does? It actually, uh, it's like getting like a like on Facebook. It actually re- releases endorphins, okay? <laughs> so I'm giving myself likes all the time because I can take a look back and say, wow, look what I have accomplished throughout the whole entire year. So when I take a look at the columns, the to-do would be, you know, maybe any reply back to an email or um, whatever it may be, but it's not really that important to me right? Because replying back to an email is just, is is important to somebody else, but not really that important to me. Okay. Then the the personal stuff is I got to go pick up some flour for the wife because she's going to bake tonight or whatever, maybe just personal stuff. And then the urgent, this is what I work on throughout the week. That has a very close tie to the whiteboard. And so if I don't get this done this week, well then now I'm falling behind on my vision. So that is what I work on. So if it's a new podcast, or finding like a speaker for the next mastermind event, or you know, uh, taking a client out this week, whatever it may be, that is what I live in. Right? That's awesome. N- yeah. Now, I mean, you can call it something else. You know, some people say, well, you shouldn't call it urgent, but to me, it is. I need to get this done this week. And then here's the important piece. So once I'm done for the week, because obviously I'm not going to highlight everything because I always dump everything in here. And there's four things you can only do with something. Either you do it. You defer it, you delegate it, or you delete it. And so once I'm done with that week, I'll go to the next week and I'll take a look. Okay, now what am I bringing forward? Was there anything on there that I can delete? Or can I delegate this to one of my agents or to an admin? And so this is pretty much what I do on a day-to-day basis. That's how I'm able to accomplish what what I've accomplished. Very simple, but super effective.
1: And for those of you who are just listening, Gary actually uses a paper-based agenda. You Mm -hmm. you have a big big, uh, book and you actually write it down.
0: I I, I write everything down. And then when I'm in the car, I still use Siri and I say, hey, Siri, set a reminder to whatever. But then when I get home, I will then take that information from here and then dump it into here. So I never rely on my memory.
2: That's a Never. great strategy. So yeah. I have a question about delegation because I, I love delegating things that I'm like, is this worth my time? Is this going to be my you know best use of whatever the next hour? And if it's not, I try to find a way to delegate it. What are yeah. the, some of the things that you delegate? Because you're away a lot on vacation. You said four months out of the year. You probably mm-hmm. have to you know, delegate quite a bit to your team or different things to, I don't know. I don't know if you have assistance or any of that stuff, but talk to us about what you delegate. That is like the busy work that you're like, if I had to do this, I probably wouldn't get my four months off.
0: Work with the investors. That's the, the big piece, right? Work with investors, taking them out, um, looking at homes, because at the end of the day, uh, you know, smart home Choice is a a service-based business Um, the brokerage is a service-based business. So um, that's really important. And also too, I think, I'm not sure if I talked about it in this podcast here, but the private lending company that we have, which is deep pockets. I don't do a whole lot in that space. I've delegated that out to a very smart mortgage agent that if anything comes in, it just goes right over to him. And and he, he manages that for us. Um, And so again, it really, it's always about systems and processes. I think, you know, where I learned that from, I think, you know, before anybody becomes an entrepreneur, especially if they're, if they're working, really take a look at where you're working and look at, like if it's a large corporation, look at the systems and processes they put in place. Like TD Bank, I worked in the IT department, their systems and the processes they had was incredible. And so in there, they had, I was part of the incident management team. Then after an incident, then it became a problem, which is okay, well, what happened? What's the root cause? And then there would be a change. And so a change would cause an incident. And so once I understood that and dealing with major problems, putting those systems into place into my business helped tremendously, right? And I'm sure there's people that are listening that work for companies. Just make sure you you see how they do things at a large scale, because then you can incorporate that at a smaller scale. And then when it's time to, to grow, you can.
2: Absolutely. Processes and procedures are the way to go. So it sounds like you've got, you know, so many great things. And I will say that, or maybe I should just ask you, but real estate investing, is that what helped you get to your four months off every single year as an investor yourself, or is it your business, or is it a combination of both?
0: It was real estate investing. Here's a reason why is that with real estate investing, you it helps you grow money while you sleep, number one. Number two, see the inflation number? Like how they talk about like 2 or 3%? Yeah,
2: it's BS. B-
0: oh, for sure. 100% <laughs> it is. Now, I- I'm sure maybe if you live in Nunavut, that might make sense, right? Because the homes aren't going up that much. But if you're living in the GTA, that doesn't make sense. And so people are using this Canada-wide number for a, a market that they live in where homes are going up 5 10 15 some years, 20%. Um, and so if you can't outpace that, you're never going to get ahead. And the, the, the best way that I've found is through real estate. I mean, look, I think they call it real estate because it's real. You can feel it. You can touch it. It's <laughs> that's tangible. True. Um, and then they call them landlords because, you know, back in the day, they're lords of the land. And so it's not the home that's appreciating. It's the land because God's not making any more of this or whoever you believe in. And so it's about owning land, the more land you own, the the, the better off you're going to be. And then from there, because look, I don't like real estate, right? It's boring. It's bricks, it's mortar. It's it's, (laughs) like, there's nothing exciting about it. What I fell in love with is what it's allowed me to do. That's the key. Real estate's boring. Let's, let's, Let's call it what it is. Right. Yeah.
2: It's the financial freedom of now being able to say, what do I truly want to do with my life if money is a non-issue right. and if it's a non-issue and I still have my health. And so like, I mean, we say this a lot, it's not the bricks and mortar. It's what it does for us. Right. We could not get trading our time for dollars.
0: Right. It's allowed me to create the lifestyle that I want. And so now it's allowed me to, the ability to help other, not just investors now, but like also realtors as well. So my goal is just to try to help as many people as I can and just be like a beacon, right? And so for, if people can see what I'm doing, like, hey, what, what's, what's Gary doing? I'm more than happy to share what I've learned over the years because here's what sharing does as well too. Is number one, it solidifies what I've learned. It, it makes me understand it better because I've said it now four, five, 10, 100 times. And number two, it also allows for new information to come in so that I can then share that again. And that's what it's really done for for me over the years is just the sharing has allowed me to be where I am today.
2: Absolutely. And I will agree too. That's, uh, that's a great concept. So we can keep talking about this. I, I'm very, very passionate about all this topic, but... The next part of our podcast is our lightning round. So we're going to ask you four questions. Laurel and I will take turns. And then because this is a Mind Estate segment, the questions are a little bit different. Are you ready?
1: And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors.
2: Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a quick moment here is Sarah Larby and I'm here with Laurel Simmons and we have some really exciting news for you and we heard you, we heard your emails and we are going to be bringing you Right Club Nation online, coast to coast, accessible at any time of day and you can be in your pajamas like I am right now and you can access our great content and what is going to be that content, Laurel? Well, we have
1: videos recordings of live events that we've held we have webinars we have we'll have our podcast information up there we'll have uh, forums and chat groups and all kinds of things you'll even be able to find services and products that you need in your neighborhood local for you, because we know how important it is that you have your local team with you. We're going to be rolling things out very quickly, and as we start, you'll see more and more stuff come along, and we really want you to join and become part of our online community.
2: Absolutely, this is the first, and in my opinion, it was going to be the best Canadian online community of real estate investors and like-minded individuals. So guys come and grow with us, join our online community register and come and say hi and check out the amazing things.
1: Yeah. And all you have to do is go to the right and you'll find us there. It's easy to register. It's free and hop on. We can't wait to see you there guys come and grow with us. And now back to the show.
2: Let's do it. Question, question number one, Gary, what do you do typically on a random Sunday morning?
0: Hmm. The very first thing that I do is I'll, uh, I'll I'll wake up. Uh, I I actually, I roll out of bed um, because if I can't hit the gym, I will do uh, 30, 30 pushups and I'll do about 50 sit-ups just to get the heart rate going. That's, that's the very first thing that I do. And then uh, I'll go downstairs, uh, have a coffee or have a tea, but I won't look at my phone. I won't log into the computer, won't do any of that stuff. I'll either go outside, uh, enjoy the weather, or if it's cold, maybe just turn on the TV uh, for at least 15, 20 minutes. I usually like to find some type of a documentary, something that uh, piques my mind, but that's usually what I'll do.
1: Okay, so here's another question. What's one thing that you will grab as you head out the door? And let's say it's not your phone. It can't be mm-hmm. your phone. We're, we're, I'm, I'm changing up the question a little bit. It's not your okay. phone.
0: <laughs> okay. One thing that I will grab. Oh man. That's a tough one. Cause everybody grabs their phone, right? I'd actually rather lose my, my wallet than my phone. I will take a look at my phone and then I'll figure out what podcast I want to listen to. I guess, is that, is that, is that an answer? Well,
1: okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we'll I'm, take it. I mean, we'll take
0: it. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, because when I get my car, that's my library. So I'm always thinking about what can I listen to next? So I'm, I'm grabbing, you know, a podcast. All
2: right, cool. Um, next question. What is your favorite nonfiction or business book?
0: Hmm, man, there's lots. Uh, I would say, you know what? Stefan Arneos, Money, People, Deal. Yeah, I, I really like that one. It was, oh, sorry. Did you say non-business?
2: But that's okay. That's okay. It's still no, like no. Oh,
0: something. sorry. I, I apologize. Sorry. Non-business you said, right?
2: Um. No business book or nonfiction, so that could work.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool.
1: Okay. Now, how about this one? This one might make, might make you think a little bit. Yeah. If you had your choice of meeting anyone uh, in the world right now, who would it be and why?
0: So I didn't hear the first part. Say it again.
1: You had your choice of meeting anyone in the world right now. Who would it be and why?
0: I would probably want to meet. <sighs> These are tough questions. <laughs> so many people, just so many people that I that, that I'd really love to meet. I think I would probably want to meet today. Probably, maybe I think Grant Cardone. I haven't met him yet. I haven't actually seen him live yet. He's a very, I think, very interesting man from from his childhood to where he is today. Um, and so I'd like to like to sit down with him on a one on one because I'm okay. sure some you know what I might learn from him on that one on one might be a little bit different from what he shares uh, maybe you know on the stage.
2: Right. That's true. Cause then he can tailor the conversation
0: mm-hmm, based on the questions that I asked. Right. But, but I did meet one of my mentors that I really always wanted to meet, which was Les Brown uh, a couple months uh,
2: ago. Yeah, was, yeah.
0: Yeah. That was, that was super exciting. It really was.
2: That I was heard, nervous. I heard that, that was, was a great event. Unfortunately, I, I think I was away on vacation and I couldn't come, but it looked amazing.
0: It was good. It was a very good turnout. He's, he's a fantastic uh, mentor, teacher, Trainer, so I learned a lot from him. And I, was, I picked him up from the uh, from his hotel a couple of times. So I had some one on ones with him, which was great. You know, and, and I think those one on ones are really really important when you're when you meet like a, a mentor or something that you look up to.
2: Absolutely. So, Gary, if our Right Club Nation wanted to reach out to you, where can they go?
0: So, the best place to to get a hold of me um, would obviously uh, smart home choice dot ca. Um, they can also send me an email, which is Gary at SmartHomeChoice.ca. All
2: right. Any final last words of advice?
0: Yeah. Take action. Whiteboard and agenda. Those are, those are the three things we'll do whiteboard agenda, then take action. But that's the foundation. The foundation to success is that 100%. I've seen it and I've seen it help for other people.
2: I, uh, I really admire everything that you've done. Congratulations on all your success. And thank you for sharing your story and also for having a podcast of your own and having a, an education club of your own and really going and helping investors as well. And, uh, and thank you for that. Cause that's that's huge and uh, and for people starting out to have somebody that they can go to at a club that they can trust as well as as ours to have uh, yours on the east end as well, so thanks for all you do and uh, and for hopping on the podcast and sharing your skills and your knowledge and education.
0: Well, thank you very much for having me on the show. I think what you guys are doing on the west side is absolutely phenomenal i mean I, I've, I've been on the stage out there and I've seen what you guys are doing, and I know what it takes uh, to do what you guys are doing. You guys are doing it on a large scale so My hat goes off to you. Um, Keep doing what you're doing and and, and shoot for that, that mini retirement.
2: That's it. Mini retirement (laughs) all the way. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Thanks, Gary.
0: No, no problem. Thank you guys. I appreciate it.
2: Take care. So that was super interesting. Gary, I think is like one of my idols because he really made me think that it's not about retiring permanently but it's about doing what you truly love what you're passionate about and those little mini retirements just to get enough rest and relaxation and then go back and have you know 110 in something that you're actually passionate about which is not a job necessarily but he is just so inspiring and uh, what were your thoughts Laurel about the podcast
1: well I think what struck me was that Gary loves to help people and but you can only help people right if you have the energy and the reserves whatever that is when i talk about reserves it is energy it's time it's money you can only help people if you have those for yourself so gary set up his life so that he has all kinds of reserves so that he can go help other people create the reserves that they want and need for their lives i think that was my biggest takeaway Absolutely. It's, uh, it's great
2: to just be out there and uh, speak to people like Gary, get to know people like Gary. There's, uh, there's so much opportunity out there. And you know, all his little tips and tricks about the agenda and the blackboard and the goals and taking action. I mean, I started doing that not that long ago, but it really does work. You just keep in mind what you're going after and write it down or put it somewhere keep looking at it, set your goals And you will, you will get there. You will get there. But if you, if you don't start, you'll kind of be all over the place. Right. And you won't know what's important. You won't know what's urgent. You are going to get bogged down by the emails. And sometimes it happens to me too. You get so bogged down by the email and you just got to refocus and look at, okay, what's the big picture? Is this helping me get to the goals? Yes or no. Right. And that's, that's essentially, sometimes I have to take a step back and consider that piece.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, his his comments about focus were um, were really like spot on as far as I'm concerned because you don't have the focus, and if you don't have the um, the awareness of what the big picture is, it really doesn't matter. I mean, one thing that I do, and I didn't have we didn't have a chance to talk to Gary about it, but often on, on my whiteboard because I too have a whiteboard, instead of putting the to dos list, like oh my goodness, the to do list, I hate to do lists. I put on priorities. I just put priorities up, and that's for the week or the month. So when I'm sitting in front of my computer and getting lost in emails as we all do, right? I'll look up at my whiteboard because I don't even have to turn my head and it'll say this and I'm looking at at that priority and then I look at my what I'm working on and I go wait a minute what I'm working on has absolutely nothing to do with my priority. So stop doing it. What were the he said the 4 D's, right? defer, delegate, so do do it, defer, delegate or delete, and delete it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's it. So guys, if you're not going to do it, be a master delegator. I'm I'm really proud to be a master delegator. Sometimes I'm just like, what else can I delegate? <laughs> it's, it's actually like really, it's actually really fun because then you're like, okay, now that I have this off my plate, I can work on what else can I work on to like really get to the goals But. that. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm a doer and a delegator. I don't know if that's like an oxymoron. No. <laughs>
1: like, The more you delegate, the more you can do. That's actually a good point. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So there you go. Do it, delegate it, and then otherwise delete it or defer it. Is that the other D, the defer? But you know what? If you're going to defer
1: it, you might as well delete it or defer or delegate it because you're not or going talk, to
2: talk or talk to Nancy Morris <laughs> about procrastination. Actually, she's speaking as well. So depending on when you guys are listening to this, she's a great speaker and it's going to be her second time on our stage.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And she's coming up on a podcast. If you haven't listened to her, go back into the archives of, of the, our podcasts and listen to what Nancy has to say about goals and, and procrastination. It's, it's pretty interesting stuff.
2: Absolutely. Well, thanks Laurel for being a wonderful co-host. Thank you, Right Club Nation, for tuning in to another week of the Right Club podcast with a special edition of the Mind Estates. And uh, guys, see you next week and come and grow with us.
1: Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Bye.